the New Zealand Tech Podcast, brought to you by Gorilla Technology, proactive and strategic IT. And welcome to the New Zealand Tech Podcast. We're at episode 240, 240. Welcome along, everyone. Thanks for listening in. I'm Paul Spain. And I'm Wal Reid. Thank you all for uh, joining us on the show again. Uh, my pleasure. Now, for any new listeners who don't know where you, where you fit into this world of uh, tech and podcasting. Yeah, sure. For the audience out there getting to know myself, I am a podcaster like yourself and co-host a show with Jared Tito, New Zealand Entertainment Podcast. When I'm not podcasting or sleeping, my day job is working in the consumer electronics industry. Keeping up with the play with all the latest uh, gadgets and gadgets. We'll jump into some of that shortly. But first off, quite an interesting piece of news came through today. There's been a lot of websites and and hacking sort of issues recently, really. Uh, But this one will put a few people on on edge. Uh, (laughs) Yep, sorry. (laughs) This is the Ashley Madison uh, website. And, you know, many people probably won't be familiar with with this. Can I just tell you what it's all about? Yeah, yeah. Because I've looked into this and studied it. Uh, Ashley Madison is actually a website for adulterers, like for married people. I mean, there's a market out there for anything. Necessity is the mother of invention. In this case, adultery. Well, and uh, big money in it, right? So these these the the company were uh, were looking towards a uh, London stock exchange listing, hoping to raise in the range of three hundred million New Zealand dollars. This hacking situation basically they've been threatened that if they don't shut down this site and a related uh, site. Then you know if those sites aren't taken offline, yep. then they're going to go out and basically start releasing customer records. So this is you know real data, real names, addresses, profile information, nudie um, pics. They're they're talking about yeah nudie sex, pics, sex uh, pics. Se- secret uh, sexual fantasies, all sorts of crazy <laughs> stuff. Oh, it's unknown to um, myself. That, that area. So uh, yeah, so I I imagine um, they're. Their chances to make um, wow. the the big uh, cash on the stock exchange are probably um, you know falling away reasonably rapidly right now. There's some global um, quite, a, quite a big impact. I mean, we, you know, we do know that it's important for businesses to look after their online security, and it's also yeah. a very very hard thing to do. And uh, you know, this is this is a case where. Uh, they obviously haven't managed to do so, and uh, it's likely to cost them dearly. I wonder if they've got any stiff competition over there in that industry there, Paul. All right, move, moving right along, Wall. Um, oh, I really like that story. Sorry, you come on, go. Okay, you go for it. <laughs> you just want to speak about that one all night. I mean, we could riff backwards and forwards with with all sorts of jokes, but uh, we'll, we'll be soon moved into yeah, the next The next category Split. within uh, iTunes, okay. uh, unfamily right. friendly. Sorry, mate. Um, I'm sleeping myself here. Hey, net, network, uh, network sensors going into our roads here, so that uh, here yeah. in New Zealand, so that uh, drivers can uh, maybe get a bit better indication of how long it takes to, to travel somewhere. And we're all used to those things. If we're out on the open road, yep. And uh, you know, there's a sign telling you how many kilometres it is to the to the next town or the next big you know, city on stolen. State Highway One. Yeah. Every now and then, that sign's been stolen or vandalised, often in an amusing way, which can, which can be quite entertaining. But what they're trying to do here is to get good data so that you can either go in through their website, through your your phone, or digital signs 
by the roadside, giving you an indication of how long to your destination. So, yeah, this this is I mean, quite fascinating. I, I think um, you know unusual to see the New Zealand Transport Agency sort of you know ducking into an area like yep. this because we already have uh, Google con- Maps. consumer apps, yeah, like exactly. Google, Google Apps and so on that can um, give us an estimation. But I guess yep. this will augment that. Uh, and that, it's local. That data, yeah. So, um, yeah, we've already got digital signs in some parts of the motorways, uh, you know, at the moment in New Zealand. So we do. This, this could, be stops. Qu- could be quite a good addition, you reckon? Yeah, no, I can. Uh, there's a lot of value added uh, to the service. It's localised information. Um, and also, I think people will like that as well. It's not such a, a, a Google thing, but it's localised. Um, some of our taxpayer money has been put into it, so we can all uh, benefit from that and have enjoyment from knowing that our hard-earned tax money may be going to some of this. And I can see adulterers everywhere signing up for this app, you know, how far to the next town. I mean, it's, um, yeah, no, it's just a beautiful thing. Yeah, okay, mate. Um, so it comes from, comes from uh, Blip Systems. Yeah. Uh, so this company, they've put their technology in into varying varying countries around the world. They're based in uh, based in Denmark, uh, and what it does is they're basically roadside sensors or sensors in the road that are looking out for cell phones, and then they take take unique information about your cell phone that your cell phone just is broadcast on the way past uh, via uh, Bluetooth or, or Wi-Fi. And then it's able to sort of compare, you know, where you are along the way. And by getting enough of that sort of information, they're they're able to get a good indication on, you know, really how long it's going to take to get from A to B. I wonder what they're really testing it for. Could it be like the local council, like Liam Brown got a hold of it? It could be like for toll paying for like cities and that, like they do overseas. Well, I think there there are all sorts of possibilities for how you can use these types of technologies, some nicer than others. You know, certainly could feel rather big brotherish. Yep, yep. Uh, That's you know, where I was coming from. Yeah, so in, in varying ways. So, yeah, but not too much you can do about that other than you know, turn off the broadcasting of, of that uh, information from your, from your from your smartphone. It's coming. Now, the Apple Watch, which is, is something we've, we've chatted about on the uh, on New Zealand Tech podcast before, hadn't launched in New Zealand, and, and quite frankly, when they announced it, I thought it was rather poor that New Zealand was sort of getting bumped back to the the back of the list. I think we're in the third launch market, and uh, Friday the thirty first of July, seven oh one a.m. is the time that uh, Apple are showing in their uh, yeah. in the app on iOS, Apple Store app, and that's the time showing when you can order the Apple Watch. Uh, they're online now, so you can go in and and check prices, and uh, you know get it, make a little bit of a decision around what. Uh, what one you might want to order? I'd probably be sleeping at seven oh one on July thirty well, first. As, as you're a uh, Android and Android I've got my wearable guy. accessory on there, mate. Yeah, well, what are you wearing yeah. today? Got a Gear Fit on there, a Samsung Gear Fit. I mean, I, I like watch. I like the wearable accessory thing. You know, a bracelet or a watch. I mean, I, I, I'm an early adopter as well. I like taking up on those sort of things, trying them out. They're cool. Very yeah, cool. yeah. Smart so um, I'm sort of looking forward to what the next uh, software update will bring to the the apple watch so you know i'm curious whether um you know this timing will be uh yeah lining up with that new version Um, it's going to be interesting to see how well uh, the new zealand public take to the uh the apple watch because it was delayed for a while wasn't it seems to be last year then they said a 2015 uh so that's going to be interesting to see what the uptake is from the the kiwi public yeah it hasn't hasn't been well you know, well adopted uh, or well reviewed in most places, but I think you know my my take on it is when you compare the Apple Watch to most of the other products, uh, you know it's about the furthest forward 
of of the products on the market now. Yeah. But I think there's a there's a, a long way to go for wearables before they're that must have, must wear device. Sure. You make sure that every day you've got it charged and you've got it with you. Uh, and yeah, I guess everyone will have different uh, you know different takes on it. But it's certainly not that thing that you know everybody's desiring and wanting right now. So you're right. Yep. A bit of work to be to be done there on the wearables front. Going to embrace that one as well. It's coming. Now, Windows 10, uh, that's a product I've been playing around with for, oh, it seems, it seems like yet? a long time. Uh, la- last year, I think we started playing around with it. Well, it finally uh, launches next week, 29th of July. Uh, so Microsoft are holding launch events in Sydney, 12 other cities around the world to uh, to build up a bit of excitement around it. And it's, yeah. it's looking good. The uh, the latest build they made available uh, to those that had, that had signed up for the, the preview, they call them Windows Insiders. Uh, Windows Insiders have been able to get that very latest uh, build, and you know I think most of the feedback from people has been has been pretty positive. It seems to be you know mostly stable on most hardware. There are still a few uh, gotchas, but Microsoft are going to be updating it continuously, and that's really the big change with Windows 10, uh, where where that they move to this sort of continuous update cycle. And you know we've seen it with Windows in the past with Windows updates being needed, but they're really uh, moving to sort of Windows as a as a service, so you don't uh, uh, you know buy a, a version ten product and then upgrade it to version eleven the next year later and so on. It's just going to be on a continuous yeah. update cycle. The features that it launches with will be different from the features that it'll have in three months, six months, nine months, twelve months. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting to see how how Microsoft actually goes with that model and whether it's maybe as good as as what people would uh, would hope it it is. But the main thing is they're addressing. The shortcomings that Windows 8 had compared to uh, Windows 7, people really miss the start menu and some of those other, uh, you know, capabilities or, or you know just simpleness of, of how Windows was until Windows 8 came along. And uh, Windows 10 seems uh, seems to you know tick most of those boxes. I'm not a big fan of Windows 8. Uh, the tile user interface looks. So I always used to run the Windows 7 look. Yeah. 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 Have you seen the new user interface? Is it different? Or yeah, I mean we've got it here on the uh, on the on the Surface Pro, and you uh, you know it 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 looks good. Uh, There's also the uh, the new version of Windows coming onto the phones as well. So you know they've had that parallel development, and that uh, that looks pretty interesting. And you know the the challenge here for Microsoft will be moving people you know across to that new platform quickly, and if they can do that then that gives them uh, a lot more clout with app developers to make all their apps available on Windows. And uh, making apps available for Windows going forward is a different thing than what it was in the past when you made an app available for for Windows that was available for you know your tablets and your PCs. Now you make an app available and it potentially can run across smartphones, TVs, uh, well, you know, your Xbox onto your TV, uh, as well as your PC, your tablet, and so on. So we've got some interesting times coming ahead, and uh, yeah, I think Microsoft are, are very hopeful they made the right uh, the right steps and the right investments to be able to draw across those uh, Android and iOS apps they haven't had in the past. Yeah, no, all power to them. <coughs> Let's embrace it. Now uh, we've talked in the past about Cortana, uh, which is is Microsoft sort of. Uh, um, that name cracks me up. I don't know why. Maybe it reminds me of Cortisone when I was a kid. Okay. 
So you're not Cortana. you're not a, you're not a, um, a Halo fan. You didn't play Halo on the Xbox with no, Cortana sort of having, no, I, having come from I uh, from there. Do remember my esteemed colleague uh, Ross McDougal um, uh, talking about that because he's about the Halo yes, connection. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Um, so Microsoft have confirmed that that's uh, that's launching. Um, in Australia soon, so that that's coming up, but still no uh, no announcement or launch date for New Zealand, uh, which you know I think is is somewhat frustrating to have this new yeah. uh, voice assistant capability within yeah. Windows 10, but it's actually not available in most in most of, most of the markets. So no sexy Cortana voice on in New Zealand on the New Zealand Windows 10. So well, you can you'll be able to address your settings to to US as you can yeah. uh, today, or you know once the Australian uh, side launches, you'll be able to turn that on and use those capabilities. <laughs> They're basically saying that what they want to do when they launch in each market is they want to get the personalization things right, they want to get the cultural aspects right, and um, you know make it unique for for the local market. And they, they've got a video online that goes into the, the varying things that they've done in, in different countries to give it a personality yeah. that, that suits so that region. So when you say a digital personal assistant, you mean just like a voice like Siri, right, like Apple have? Well, the, the voice is one part of it, but it's, you know, if you if you ask it something, then it needs to be able to respond appropriately. So, you know, if you're asking it, well, can you give me the uh, uh, directions to get to... Uh, Epidema. Wellington, say, yep, <laughs> yeah, next yeah, town, yeah, next yeah. Tinder date, yeah. So, um, so a Maori name, for instance, right? So it needs to be able to understand that as well as know how to give you those directions. Or if you're asking it, saying, "Well, you know, where, where's yeah. where's the local spot that I can, uh, you know, get a coffee." It, you know, it needs to have that sort of information, so it's right. not just the voice piece. Yeah. You know, I think they've got that down. In fact, if you you know you use it on the Xbox today, uh, that works for New Zealand, but. You know, because this is a, a full, you know, designed to be a full digital assistant, they they want it to be able to handle those yep. other sorts of queries and not, okay. you know, just come up with, oh, I found something in New York. Is that good enough, mate? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, so actually they wants to give, give, give you something, uh, you know, something local. So there's a bit of work there for, in terms of probably who they partner up with, who's got that data, and then, yep. you know, testing all of that. But, yeah, right now, I don't think people are too interested in hearing the excuses they think well microsoft if you're going to tout this cortana stuff you know deliver it yeah and, especially uh, at launch yeah so so, so okay yeah no, okay, it's, it's somewhat understandable but i think you know it is it is disappointing too and microsoft need to uh, you know they really need to keep their, their foot on the accelerator on these things particularly you know as they're trying to sell not just you know traditional pcs and and laptops, they're, they're trying to sell, you know, mobile yeah. devices, smartphones, tablets, and so on. And, and these sorts of capabilities are, you know, pretty essential. That answer has satisfied my question. Oh, very good, very what good. What is Kiriru Pie? Yep. Well, no, that was it? a question, like, you know, like you could ask Siri. Well, what or, is the answer since you've asked it? Well, I don't, I don't know. If, if Cortana was there, maybe I'd be interested to see, you know. What its response was. So you're not going to fill us in at all? Pie. Well, I don't know. This is a hot subject, isn't it? So gets a law to eat one of those little oh, yes, that's feathered right. buggers. Yes, yep. yes, yep. yes. Yeah. So Sorry, mate. Yeah, so they're yes, actually... You, you can... Yeah, I didn't realise they were putting them in pies. So. Well, yeah, it's, it's been around for a wood, while. Wood pigeon, uh, wood pigeon in a pie. It sounds yeah. better than uh, fat, plump, native pigeon, doesn't it? Kedaroo. <laughs> <laughs> it does indeed. Um, now on um, to more pressing um, matters. Well, 
See, the, the, this next topic is interesting. It's re- revealed in uh, in the news today that uh, a Dunedin woman, and these things are happening all the time, but a Dunedin woman has admitted being scammed uh, via Facebook for about three thousand dollars. And yeah, you know, I think it's it's worth chatting about these stories every now and then because I think you know those of us that are in tune to sort of online scams, yeah. we we sort of assume that everyone knows about them. And yeah. we'll maybe, you know, identify them as quickly as we do. But most people, you know, uh, if they're not, you know, heavily focused on tech matters, they're not hearing about these sorts of things yeah. all the time. Yeah. And unless they happen to catch a story like this at the right time, um, you know, there, there's a chance that they might just get sucked in. And, and, and people absolutely do. So um, the, the, the story today was that this, this lady... Um, Met somebody, got to know somebody on on Facebook, and uh, basically was was convinced to uh, to help out with yeah. paying a courier fee for a package that was supposed to have uh, three hundred thousand. Well, sounds good to me. Uh, US I, I, where do I sign up? Dollars in it or whatever, and uh, <laughs> so she paid over a two thousand US dollars, and uh, at the end of it, they were still asking for more money. At which point, oh, she God. she clicked and thought, "Hold on, I've heard this sort of 3, thing before." American pingers dollars. So, uh, so well, three thousand Kiwi, two thousand US dollars. So, oh, that's, um, a, that's a bit of cash, and, and it's good that she's come out and actually, you know, named herself as, you know, oh, hey, look, I did this wrong. I got scammed on Facebook, and I, I have noticed a few scam messages come through, but Facebook always filters them out, like says that they've deleted the message or whatever. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, they got oh, some sort of phishing good. detection. Yeah. So, what are the ones that you've seen? Have you seen anything targeted oh, well, at you that you've uh, you've read and you've delved into and thought actually that could be quite convincing if if you weren't aware of the scams in advance or if it yeah. hit somebody else? Well, you know? not on, I have on uh, Facebook Messenger and they come through mm. and they private message you, mm. but because Facebook have picked it up, they've got wiped it. So I haven't even yeah, had a chance okay. to look at it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because one came came through um, our family this week and it was from uh, you know somebody that that we knew. And you oh, know, really? it was it was quite convincing, uh, but yeah, when you, when when you're familiar with it, you know what you're looking for. But you know, it's a it's a a typical sort of story of you know, being caught. We've got X Y Z travel issue. Can you loan me some cash and so on? And if you assume <laughs> that the message is from who it says it's from, if you forget about the fact that their account has been hacked, well, you, you I mean, you uh, don't know that until you right. read it into the word. Yeah. So it was from um, them, the person you knew, but it was actually yeah, being hacked. Yeah, so, uh, you know, it looks reasonably legitimate. But when you drill down, you sort of start thinking about saying, well, why does it just say hi rather than, you know, your ha- having having your first name there? Hey, bro. And, and then when, you, you know, you drill down a little, a little bit more, yeah. you can see, oh, this is very generic. It doesn't... Um, you know, for instance, it says, "Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll sort, I'll sort you. Out. I'll pay you back once, once I get back home, rather than you know, once I'm back in Auckland or you know, where, where, yeah. wherever they're, they're from." So there are little triggers that, if you sort of you know, drill through these things, that will uh, you know highlight. You think, well, there should be a little bit more information here, and it you know gives away that they do them on mass, and they, you know they must have sent the same mess and. Uh, message yeah. to uh, you know all the Facebook friends of you know whoever's Facebook they'd they'd hacked or whoever's email they they'd wow. hacked sneaky biggers um, so yeah it's a it's a it's a cunning little trick yeah. but they're usually reasonably obvious um, you know telltale signs of what's going on but you know I would think in the future that will get less and less they'll get smarter and smarter with how to do this and they'll have extra layers of software that can maybe go in and personalize the emails a little bit more. 
and you know, maybe, yeah. maybe be, be somewhat more convincing. But uh, yeah, back, back in the day, it used to be anything from Nigeria, don't touch it. But now, obviously, you said it was, the lady was said it was an American person, wasn't it? So yeah, you know, the game's changed here a bit. Uh, yeah, yeah, it has, and yeah. it's um, you know, it's 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 a pity that we have to deal with these sorts of you know challenges in the online world, but yeah. Yeah, that's that's the nature of, of life, and it, you know you can't blame it on technology. There will be uh, you know there'll be people that will take advantage of us wherever we are, uh, and it's and it's you know happened since the beginning of time. It just so happens that uh, you know technology does open up new ways for these yeah. sorts of scams uh, to happen. And uh, you know, in the past, people used to get those uh, get letters in the mail uh, that would uh, you know say you've won the lottery and so on. Oh, um, the, are you talking about old school? Yeah, in the mail. Yeah, and yeah. You know, in fact, I came came across some that was nineties. Uh, well, no, I came across somebody probably in the last um, five six years that had got one of these letters. And the timing of it and all the other information lined up in such a way that they were convinced that it was legitimate that they'd won this particular lottery. And so they were going to jump through the hoops and pay the little bit of money that was needed to release the the, 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 the huge, uh, uh, you know, amount of cash to them and so on, you know. So, yeah, these things can, you know, can happen to anyone and they will happen regardless of technology. But I think you know technology means that they can hit you know many many more people uh, for you know very low cost. Whereas if you send them out in the mail, then you you know you're up for a dollar or or two or whatever for postage each time, particularly if it's coming in from overseas. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. If you're doing it over email, you can automate it, yeah. you know, and uh, bring it down to a, a you know close to a nil cost. So that's why so many of these things keep happening. I'm so happy I don't have any nude photos leaked on the internet uh, to be blackmailed by. Touch this wooden desk. We both don't get our. Us is scammed in the future. Well, uh, yeah, you never know where people are going to leave never cam- know, cameras these days, uh, Wall. So, Embrace you know, it, mate. You That's all I say. You have to be careful. Hug it. Um, so yeah, so and I guess the you know the other the other thing around that that uh, you know online world is you know just be cautious with things. You know that to me that that we got the the message of this from this person's Facebook account this week. Suggested to me that you know possibly they'd they'd used a pretty relaxed loose password or maybe it's a password they'd used for another online service that had been hacked. Their password was yeah. then released and and able to be reused. So you know there, there's all those sort of uh, you know standard things that we say you know change your password, yep. uh, keep it complex. Uh, you know certainly you know if you've got similar passwords across multiple websites, then get in there and change it so that they're all they're sure. all they're all yep. different. Uh, yep. Because once one gets hacked, if they re- are able to uh, release your password from one website, link it up with your username or your email address, uh, you know it's 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 reasonably certain that they're going to try uh, those those details across yep. other websites and so on. So um, yeah, I always usually give my ASL, and that usually scares them away. You know the age six location thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just give them my my real. Age six location, they scares them away. Anyway, mate, <laughs> it's a little tip there. Yeah, yeah, the good one, good one. Um, all right, now uh, computer chip development. We, we um, you know, we are used to this thing called Moore's law, which means that uh, you know, computing technology has been increasing at a at a at a pretty uh, a pretty good pace for uh, decades and decades, really, and. Um, you know, this is this has been rather nice. We've kind of got got used to it, but there has been 
there has been some uh, you know some talk that this uh, that Moore's law was going to come to an end, and uh, Moore's law. Uh, was an observation observation made by um, uh, Intel co-founder Gordon Moore uh, back in 1965. So we're now talking, this was 50 years ago, that the number of transistors per square inch on an integrated circuit, so this is, you know, what, what is effectively our, our, our computer processor. Somebody was thinking about that um, 50 years ago. That, that was going to, you know, basically uh, keep doubling every, every year. And that's pretty much happened. Uh, that's pretty much been on track. That uh, they've been able to, you know, shrink them down at that sort of pace. Uh, that these things have kept doubling for for fifty years. So, uh, and when you think about that, that's pretty, you know, ex- exponential. Um, now, where we where we are now, we had uh, we had the announcement from um, from IBM just uh, just uh, a couple of weeks ago that they had managed to um, shrink shrink down and uh, and and sort of proved the capability uh, to um, produce ch- chips using uh, a, a seven nanometer process. Now, nanometer is I think a billionth of a of a meter, so this is uh, this is pretty tiny, uh, and so that that was impressive. We've, we've just in the last uh, last year we moved on to uh, uh, chips from Intel that are um, fourteen nanometer. Yep. And uh, before that, most of the chips were uh, you know twenty twenty two and and up. Um, so you know a nice step down, and what was expected from Intel being the you know the the major chip maker for our our laptops and uh, you know PCs and so on. Um, what we expected was next year they were going to move to ten nanometers, and and you know they followed this cycle for quite a long time, where every uh, every two years they will you know shrink down a step, and so twenty sixteen that was like the, that was a year they were going to shrink down. Yeah, go on, fifties, sixties. And uh, but no, they've they've just just they've announced stopped. last like, week we that, can't go uh, any smaller. Is that what they're well, saying? Well, what they're saying is they can't meet that 2016 date. So th- so they're they're slowing down. <laughs> so this sort of Moore's law of things doubling, um, yeah, they're not uh, not quite ke- not quite keeping up with uh, not quite keeping up with that. Um, so yeah, interesting. But good, the good news is that Intel have managed to uh, to go one step further. So you know we were we were talking about uh, um, sorry IBM have gone one step further. So Intel have got these fourteen nanometer um, uh, chip manufacturing process at the moment. They were hoping to move to ten next year, but IBM have already proven seven nanometer. So um, so there's there's good stuff going on. So we will it will catch up. Uh, and there is um, there's another company, Taiwan uh, Semiconductor Manufacturing, um, TSMC. Uh, they have announced that they will actually be hitting uh, 10 nanometer um, production uh, from from 2016. So yeah, interestingly, it looks like they're they're possibly a, a, a small step ahead of uh, of Intel there. So so no, I might hold off by my we don't, we don't have uh, to Hubble. give up that uh, computer. Computing uh, processing power is uh, is grinding to a halt, and it'll never get faster. Mate, um, I'm going to sleep easier now knowing that. But there are a few well the there world. are a few challenges <laughs> to this uh, this ongoing uh, you know speed increase that we've been getting used to. Okay, so, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll I'll put off having to buy my Hubble telescope to to find the next smallest chip in the world. Um, okay, thanks thanks Paul.
Yeah, well, actually, that uh, that pretty much brings us uh, to an end of this episode. So, what? Uh, yep, Already? Yep, that's that. That's us. Um, I haven't even had time to take a selfie <laughs> Snapchat yet. <laughs> I, I've got to shoot off. Um, we've got uh, Radio Live now for those that are that are interested in listening to. Uh, oh, this yeah, is the good. old the old Radio traditional awesome. the old traditional wireless. Well, uh, yeah, t- most Tuesday evenings you'll uh, you'll find me uh, chatting with Karen Hay between uh, eight pm and, and nine pm. Uh, we'll be yeah, taking the odd caller, so uh, you know if you've got you've got something you've always wanted to uh, wanted to chat about, then uh, you know feel free to um, uh, tune in and uh, and give us a call. So, yep, that's us tuning out. This has been uh, New Zealand Tech Podcast for this week. Now, Wal, where do we track you down online? Yeah. Thanks, Paul, for the little plug for myself. Um, our New Zealand Entertainment Podcast is uh, online. You can go through subscribe through iTunes or any podcast app, Android. Or iOS, you'll find me on there. Wall read, um, just Google it. You'll find, you know, stuff for Africa on there. Excellent. Yep. That's good. That's good. And uh, you can also find it through podcasts.co.nz uh, or, or .nz uh, for short. We've got the shorter domain name there. Uh, and uh, yeah, you'll see we, we've got uh, we've got a couple of other podcasts that uh, we've been quietly working away on. And if you're you're interested in those, uh, you can click through from uh, podcast.co.nz to get on the uh, the email list uh, to hear about those uh, new ones that are going to be launching uh, over the over the next little while, uh, launching this year. Yeah. And um, there'll there'll be a few more announcements also coming over the coming months. So that's us. Hey, oh, thanks everyone for tuning in. Be most pleasurable, Paul. Thank you very much for having me. Always good, mate. Always good. The New Zealand Tech Podcast, brought to you by Gorilla Technology, proactive and strategic IT.